social influence. It's not just for the Kardashians anymore. In fact, I have taught many forward-thinking B2B professionals how to build a personal brand and create a presence on social media that advances their careers, showcases their thought leadership, and creates a dynamic relationship that expands their networks. The results I've seen are more sales, bigger wins, collaborative opportunities with a bigger network and really a more dynamic network. So for fun, I've put together a great giveaway for some practical accoutrement to make your social influence life easy. And of course, you can always find great resources for step-by-step guidance and my thoughts on the mindset shift that real social influence requires at littlebirdmarketing.com forward resources. What's included, you ask? Well, first of all, I'm giving away one seat in our game-changing social influence course in 2024. That alone is a $3,000 value. I'm also giving away the book that I love called Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers by my friend, Tim Hughes. And my book, Collaboration is the New Competition. It offers practical advice about what it takes for collaborative opportunities that produce those bigger wins. Also, you'll get a Ponderings from the Perch branded podcasting microphone and some wireless headphones. All the kinds of things you need to start building your influence. Best of luck. Don't miss your chance to enter to win this ultimate social influence giveaway. Check out the show notes for the link to enter. And welcome to Ponderings from the Perch with you. As always, I'm Priscilla McKinney. I am the CEO and the mama bird here at Little Bird Marketing. Today, we are going to be talking about the wonderful intersection where we love to live, and that is where sales converges with marketing. And guess what? If that is done right, there is amazing revenue generated. So today you're going to hear from a CEO and a CRO, and that is going to bring a really important understanding to the dilemma of what is going on, what is hurting businesses, where they're challenged, where they're feeling the pain. So today we're going to talk about that world of sales meets marketing, because if you can get your team all running an amazing relay race together, and they can be passing the baton at the right time with the right accuracy, you can integrate marketing and sales. And when you do, you create predictable revenue. So that is the exciting phrase we're going to talk about today, predictable revenue. So Stephanie, as the chief revenue officer here at Little Bird Marketing, why don't you give this audience a little bit of a view about what you hear, how potential clients or clients come into a meeting, what they're presenting with, what are the challenges that we're hearing that businesses are facing today? Some of the things that we hear most frequently, aside from the general statement of not hitting their numbers, is those sales quotas. So specifically, their sales team not meeting the quotas that they set out for them. Another key challenge is the churn. There's been a lot of churn with the economic uncertainty and clients pausing spends or just not doing as much work as they used to and monthly recurring revenue decreasing. And then finally, they're really frustrated all marketers, all CMOs with the lack of visibility into ROI on their marketing investment. So CEOs are constantly asking CMOs, but okay, you spent this much. What does that mean for the bottom line? Yeah. You and I talk all the time about how it doesn't matter how pretty things look, although we love things looking very pretty, but it matters how it's delivering 
to the bottom line. And that is where you and I meet up in the middle in terms of marketing and revenue. Let me just highlight a little bit more of what we saw in this last year where so many companies, like you said, were hard pressed because of the churn, because of a downturn, but was not really a year where you could go hard after new logos. You really had to go deep with your existing clients. And then for the rarity where clients were able to bring in new logos and create new business, if they were falling out of their back pocket as they were walking through, they were dying, bringing in new business at the front and then not minding what was going on at the back of the store was creating an incredibly painful experience for many companies. Yeah, and at the end of the day, all of these things ladder up to one huge issue, which is what do you think? Absolutely. It's all about the money. (laughs) (laughs) It is for us. (laughs) At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what problem you're having. The bigger problem is that your company is not meeting the revenue goal. So you think you have a lot of problems. You really only have one problem. You're not meeting your revenue goal. (laughs) Okay, so let us tell you what we think is going on. We're going to try and give you some just some great practical advice, maybe a way to rethink this a little bit. As always at Little Bird Marketing, we'd love to work with you. We'd love to help you. But we do offer this podcast as a way of pulling the curtain back of what the experts are doing and letting you see it. And if something from our conversation can just spark a new thought, maybe a new conversation, you could have with your team. We hope that's what we give you today. So let's talk about what is the traditional approach. And then we're going to talk about what a different approach could look like, what we think we bring to the table at Little Bird Marketing. And you could take that back to your team. But that traditional marketing sales funnel, which I like to start with that phrase, sales funnel, is there really a funnel anymore? (laughs) We go back and forth, but people do not have this linear journey anymore directly from, I go from this stage to this stage, and it goes down this very logical journey. That's not how buyers operate. And that's not how it works also in B2B world. Sometimes people are in awareness, and then maybe they become a marketing qualified lead, but they can never get qualified as a sales lead. And so they bounce back to, well, I'm just looking when they're back to kicking the tire. So just keep in mind that the way we're going to talk about it is a way to offer some clarity to you, but it is by no means this one straight line to they don't know you to they become your biggest raving fan in three easy steps. (laughs) We know there are not three easy steps, anything, but let's take a look at that traditional marketing and sales funnel. And what happens is if you could visualize the very top of it, there's just awareness, this awareness stage, like they don't even know that you exist. In fact, what we like to talk about awareness is not really that they're not aware of your brand, but they're not aware of a problem that they have yet. So there's a marked difference in understanding that. We can do that all in a different podcast. But then marketing is typically left to deal with that awareness problem and to turn prospects into leads and to qualify them to some degree, which was what we would call an MQL, a marketing qualified lead. So that is typically the realm of the marketing department. And then the traditional approach would say, at some point, we have to pass this off. Then we give it to sales. And that's where sales gets that meeting, has that conversation, realizes, is this even really a bona fide opportunity here? (laughs) They try and move things from a sales qualified lead on into an actual opportunity. Stephanie, as the chief revenue officer, what do you see is constantly breaking down in this particular approach? (laughs) Well, the handoff. (laughs) 
we see like there's this linear thought process and it's okay, well, it's out of my hands. Marketing passed it on to sales and they're like, I don't have to worry about this anymore. This lead is with them. It's the total blame game, right? Absolutely. And then vice versa. And so the problem is there's no alignment there. So if you really want your organization to turn into a revenue-minded organization, because after all, at the end of the day, that's the company's goal. Like all of the goals that we have that we lay out in the beginning of the year ladder to one thing, and that's improved revenue. And so if you want your sales and marketing teams to be aligned, then the revenue marketing funnel is that marketing and sales take shared responsibility for the funnel. And we'll talk about how that translates with how we align our KPIs together. I love that. Okay, so I always promise in this podcast that when we talk about acronyms that we're going to tell you what they are. So KPIs, if you aren't aware, those are key performance indicators. And it's just a fancy way to say shit we're looking at in order to see if we're doing a good job, right? (laughs) All right, so let's take a look a little bit about that data because really this is where we start looking at data. People come to us and say, well, we have this dollar amount is our revenue goal, but they don't really have any idea how to backtrack it and understand what they're gonna need to do. So we need to look at that data. That's the first piece, which is what is that goal minus what you already have, which also then begs the question, are you sure you're not churning people out the back? I hate to belabor it a little bit, but people are very unaware of their churn number. (laughs) We really want this podcast to be of value to you, but we're going to look at four simple things, four of the KPIs that you really need to be looking at and understand. The first one is the SQL, that sales qualified lead. So when we look at that KPI, Stephanie, what is the real important fact here? A lot of times the marketing team, they just care about filling the top of the funnel that we have a lot more people that are aware of the brand. We have a lot more people who are downloading our content. But the sales team, they want to make sure that they are qualified people that are downloading our content so that they can then talk to them and convert them. And so we want to get alignment with the sales and marketing teams on what are we measuring? What is the one stage that we all care about? And for Little Bird, we call that the sales qualified lead. The reason is because a sales qualified lead is lower in the funnel and much closer to revenue. And so we want to align the team closer to revenue and not so far up into the awareness piece of the funnel. Let's take a short break. Are you looking for experts and tools to collect research data worldwide? Global sampling, field management, and data collection are just some of the services that Gazelle Global provides. Visit gazelleglobal.com to learn more about how our expertise can help you unearth quality data that drives meaningful insights. Get your research done anywhere around the world quickly and efficiently. Visit gazelleglobal.com today. Right. So people come to us all the time asking us for that ROI, return on investment. And you talked about that a little bit about CMOs are being hard pressed for this. But there has to be that top of the funnel work. It's just that what we're trying to say for this sense of the KPI that matters is that it really is in your best interest to start the conversation with your teams about that SQL number. It is so much more important. I love how you said that. It's because it's closer to the revenue realization. The second KPI that you need to really know and understand is your conversion rate. Now, you may be in startup mode and you may not be able to know this, but for any kind of established company at all, you need to go back and look at your own data 
to know what your conversion rate is. And I cannot impress on you enough how important this is. This should be off the top of your head. What is the conversion rate you have at each stage? So bringing someone from awareness to lead, how often does that happen? Does it happen where a lead actually becomes a marketing qualified lead and to SQL and onto an opportunity and in a closed deal? So conversion rates, these are absolutely important and you need to go back and find them. And if you can't, I guarantee you, you can find someone who can help you do this. Now, if you happen to be on HubSpot, we're a platinum HubSpot shop. We're big fans. We don't bleed orange. So we understand there are a lot of other CRMs that are helpful. I don't care if it's in a Google cheat. I just want to make sure you know this number. So don't worry about getting fancy about it, but worry about knowing that KPI. So the third one is relatively easy, and this is your time to close. How long, once a lead becomes a sales qualified lead in your funnel, how long does it take them to become one business? And that's a number of days. So it's going to be either 30 days, 60 days. It might be six months. It depends on your sales cycle. But understanding that time to close is what's going to help you predict revenue. So if you say on day one, you a sales qualified lead came in, um, super qualified, then you can say if in 90 days, that would be a closed opportunity. It's either closed one or closed lost. So based on your conversion rates, you know how many of those are going to be closed one and closed lost, and you can predict your revenue. The fourth KPI that is super important and it is a big part of this recipe is knowing your average deal size. Now, we could go into an entirely different podcast talking about how you increase your deal size in order to make this much easier. But for this podcast, what we're talking about is what your current deal size is. So if we take a look at your total growth number, you do need to be mindful of your churn because you're going to need to add something if your churn is getting out of whack. But the simple approach is to take that total new business growth number and divide it by the average deal size. That tells you how many deals you're going to need to close. And that starts helping you take that number all the way back and looking at your conversion rates to understand how many you're going to need hitting at each part of that funnel in order to make that dream come true. So that's my like Laverne and Shirley moment. How do you just make all your dreams come true? I will say one kicker that I like to talk about when I think about average deal size and doing this final calculation for clients is to say, look, this is how much you need in order to reach your revenue goals. And let's put a kicker on top. We add this one more deal or two deals, whatever your size is. And this will also pay for all of your marketing spend. So who doesn't want that? Let's hit all our goals and let's make marketing pay for itself. <laughs> yes, that's the little bird goal. <laughs> I love it. So wrap this all up for us together. What is it that just, if someone takes a look at just like some simplified view of what the conversation they need to have with the team to get this amazing alignment together, what should they be thinking about, Steph? Yeah, so we talked about KPIs. Get the whole team aligned on that. There's two more things you want to get alignment on, and that's buyer persona and message. And Priscilla is the queen of buyer personas. And so I would be remiss to try and talk to you guys about that. <laughs> I love so it. I'll but let it's, her talk about it. <laughs> I have worked in the insights industry for a long time. So I do know those personas even crazier, but it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You have to know who your most ideal client is. And you have to start writing in a way that resonates with them. I never, never, ever want to see sales copy that starts with since 1992. Like, I already don't care. 
<laughs> so what we like to say with persona work is that if you did it and you look at things from their perspective, you know what is keeping them up at night on a Sunday and what is getting them out of bed on a Monday morning, then you can write effective copy that will keep moving people through the funnel. And it will not only move people toward you, it will also repel some non-ideal clients away from you, which is another deeper level of alignment. But again, for another podcast. But the simple truth is if you don't know who is ideal for this product or service that you're trying to sell, then don't even start down this KPI model. You need to get right. clear on who needs this product and how badly do they need it. And sales and marketing need to be talking to the same person. You can't have two different people on your desk. And so then getting right to the message, which kind of started to talk about, I want you to think about this. We have two rules that really hit home on alignment on message. One is the rule of seven that I know Anybody who had any advertising class ever in college knows, which is it takes seeing a message seven times in order for someone to take action. Let's add on top of that. Google has a 7-11-4 rule. And this says that potential buyers require seven hours of interaction across 11 touch points in four separate locations. I always love to ask my prospects or clients to say, if people need 11 touch points in order to buy the service or product that you sell and they're out actively online looking for it, how many of those 11 touch points are yours? This is about really high quality marketing and high quality content. So make yours the most amazing content. Make sure that of the 11 times that they're seeing something about your product, we've got to get to 11 for yours, but they're looking at many others. So you've got to like really hone in on your buyer persona in order to make sure that they're seeing you primarily. Yeah. And this really goes back to that beginning conversation about the funnel and aligning on the funnel because that persona is seeing stuff in email, which is usually a salesperson. They're seeing stuff in social, which is usually the marketing team. They're seeing stuff on the website, which is the marketing team. And so if that all has different messages, you're not reaching the saturation that you need for action. I love it. So alignment on KPIs, then alignment on the buyer persona, then alignment on message. That is a winning formula. Steph, bring us home. Yeah, I think those are the three things. And if we can just reiterate, the one single offer, the one thing about your company. I know as owners, we get so excited about all the things we can do for our clients. And it's hard not to talk about all the things that we can do, but pick one, just pick one and go with it for six months and see your funnel fill faster and convert faster because it's really all about that single message. I love that. And if we do that, then we start being able to sync the activities that we're doing individually and as a team. And then the meetings that we're having actually have purpose. They are very in alignment and they can be short. I love short meetings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can just say, how many conversations do we have? How many demos? How many leaks? What's really happening on the revenue side? And what's awesome about that total alignment is that everybody on the team is looking at those same KPIs. Love it. Exactly. As Stephanie mentioned, we're going to put some awesome resources in the show notes. So please go take a look there. But more than anything, get started on your own journey where your own stats mean something to you and you can get everybody, everybody on the team playing and actually running that same race for you. So 
that's how you pass the baton better and have an amazing race that brings marketing and sales teams together for predictable revenue. You heard it here from all the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing. Have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.